Welcome to Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Hani Rambod, and I'm here with none other than the infamous. Infamous? I don't know. You're kind of infamous. I thought infamous was a bad thing. I don't know. You're kind of in, like, you can be bad like Michael Jackson bad. I'm infamous in your eyes. You got to bring the microphone a little closer to your face. Why? You can't hear me? No. That's, that's better. There you go. Now speak. Speak. <laughs> no, so speak, too far away. You got to lift it up. It won't stay up. Oh, that's what she said. Seabum, <laughs> what's up, my man? I'm trying to figure out how to use a mic. I'm always having technical difficulties. <laughs> you totally are. There I think you got to loosen that side. I got it. You got it. How are you, buddy? Good. Well, for those of you that don't know, Chris has been here for several days now, going through the workout. We're just over eight weeks out, and we're doing this impromptu Q and A so that we can do basically give you guys some information for those that are just aching to know some different things and uh, give a little update on what's going on. Um, big announcement. I think starting off, a lot of people were asking about Ian retiring. He just announced his retirement mm. yesterday. Yeah. Um, thoughts on that? I mean, I'm super happy for him. Uh-huh. And it's cool because everybody is very happy for him because they all know that he gave everything he could into his career. He achieved the physique where like, he didn't have the best genetics, but he worked really fucking hard and he seems at peace with his decision. And he was texting me before making the decision, asking me my advice and what I thought and all these things. And I could just tell in his heart he was done. And like he has always wanted to win the Toronto Pro. And something has always happened. COVID happened. They didn't have it. He did another show in Florida and they qualified, didn't need to do it. And all these things kept lining up so it didn't happen. And his last show, he was winning the Toronto Pro, which is the biggest Canadian show. Right. So it was cool that that was going to be his last show to hang it up on. And I mean, he's healthy. He's still young. He's leaving with a good career, and he's walking out on his own terms. So I don't think how old is he? In? He's thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yeah. So would you say that being that he was trying to win that his whole like entire bodybuilding career was like that was like a high point for him winning that Toronto Pro was that something that he always looked forward to doing? I, it was one of those things that just always evaded him. Okay. Because it was his first. Ever, it was that was the show we all went to. It was provincials amateur bodybuilding and Toronto Pro in the same show. So coming up, everybody does provincials. It's the big show in Toronto, and then we get to watch the pros compete. So when you're an amateur, that's, like, fun to watch. So we all grew up watching that, and then he wanted to win it. His first two years, he tried to do it, and he came second one year and then fourth one year, I think, and then he wanted to go back and win it, and he just never even did the show again until this past year where he won it. So he had bigger accomplishments, and he had won bigger shows. He'd come seventh in the Olympia twice and done yeah. more. But it was just like a mile, like just a thing in his mind he wanted to accomplish. So I think for him it was a big deal. Well, I really felt like it was very powerful that he did this at the time he did because it would really take normally a person to be able to get kind of beat up and really just fall apart yeah. to make that decision. And he did it coming off of a high. Did he already know that he didn't want to do the Olympia or did he start his Olympia prep? Do you know? He had started prep. Okay. Oh yeah, he was. He thought he was doing it, and he like he, he felt the, and he had some conflicts, I believe. Mm -hmm. But uh, he wanted to do it. He was prepping. He was getting ready to do it, and like he was talking to me weeks ago, like debating it, trying to figure out if it was the right decision because he felt like he wanted to, and ultimately he came to that decision. And I mean, like you said, I mean, so many bodybuilders that we know mm -hmm. take it on way too long and wait till they're sick or wait till they place like shit, they lose their physique, they don't look good, they can tarnish their name a little bit, and they just kind of like lose it at the end because they attach their identity to being a bodybuilder, and they don't feel like they have anything else, and after bodybuilding, their life is going to be over. 
So for him to understand that there's so much more to life after right. bodybuilding and be excited for that and pursue that and be able to do that from a high with his health at a young age with his wife and like happily, I don't think there's a better way to retire than that. I feel like it takes so much self-awareness to be able to do that. Yeah. So kudos to you, Ian, for being able to do that because I really feel so many other people, their egos are so big and they're so narcissistic that they don't allow themselves to really understand where they sit in the ecosystem of bodybuilding. And I think you and I talked about it a little bit before we started the, uh, the podcast. I believe it was like maybe even last night after he announced. And when he did that, I think that there was probably a big sense of relief for him mm -hmm. because he has got so much other things to offer because he's such a good dude because he just, he's a straight shooter. And he's like that no bullshit. And I feel that doing that off of a, a situation that has so much potential to be toxic and get, you know, both physically and emotionally. And he just said, no, I think I'm okay because, and again, I'd love to have him on the, on the podcast. I've always been talking about bringing him on because there's so many different aspects of him coaching you through all those championships and all of the things that you guys have done, plus all the things that he's done personally. I feel like it takes a very strong person to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And again, I keep using the word self-awareness. And do you know what he wants to do next? I'm not 100% sure, no. He, he made a video himself and he spoke about he still wants to be involved in bodybuilding. He wants to, he joked about judging maybe. I don't know how serious that was, but uh -huh. he wants to be involved. He wants to keep doing content YouTube. He's going to keep training. He just wants to lose a little bit of weight. So I think he's still figuring that out, but I think... He just is excited to have options now right? because bodybuilding takes a, pretty much every single option outside of your life. As a professional bodybuilder, there's not much you can do other than just try and maintain being a professional bodybuilder. So the eating, the training, the dieting, like the travel you have to do for being sponsored and stuff alone is going to take away from any fun vacation travel or anything. So it's very hard to manage a normal life and to put your focus anywhere else. So I think just the fact that now he has the energy to put it somewhere else is an exciting start. And it's like so many out. different options. Yeah. There's absolutely so many different yeah, options. I can see him being a really good commentator for shows. Too. Uh -huh. He would be really good at that. Yeah, so I think I he would know, be pretty funny too because yeah. he's got a good sense of humor. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Do you, uh, do you see him possibly getting into promoting? Like having his own show? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think he could do really well for a show in Canada or I yeah. mean, anywhere really, but yeah. that's where he's right now. So I could definitely see him because he's such a person who is going to think about the athletes i think because of that mm -hmm. self-awareness i think he would come up with some really good ideas on how to have a show how to promote the show but not only that but again if he's interested but be able to give back to the athletes what some other promoters maybe didn't and he can figure that out because of him being so in the moment and understanding hey this would be really cool so i could see him doing that um but I don't know if he's ever thought about that. Has we, he mentioned we, it to you? We've talked about it. Me, Melissa, and him have all three of us talked about joking about it. Uh -huh. They've talked about doing one. I told you yes. my, one of my ideas on yeah, the yeah. future that maybe that yeah. will come true or not. Yeah. It's out there, though. I d I'm not sure where he's at, though. So I, c I agree, though. I think you'd be good at that. And just being a, a competitor yourself, going through the circuit, mm -hmm. you feel some gaps of what would be better for competitors. And obviously, we don't see the business side as a competitor. So like, you probably learn quickly, like, oh, shit, maybe they don't do this because it's really difficult to, but if you push for it more to be for the athletes, the fans will like it more too, and it will all come full circle, I believe. So maybe one day he'll try it out. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see him possibly doing that, but 
the other thing that I was uh, interested in thinking about was the fact that he was working with Matt and then he was working with Patrick and mm-hmm. then he went back to Matt. So it's almost like I think that circle also yeah. was kind of complete as well, right? Mm-hmm. Not only just being able to finish on home soil, but also because he could kind of finish off with Matt. I don't know if you got a chance to speak to Matt at all, but how was that? Do you know if there, that was also something that made it feel a little bit more of a you know, completed circle in terms of the journey? Uh, I, I don't know, honestly. I know I spoke to Matt briefly about it, and he was just, I mean, everyone just knew Ian was making a, secure confident decision not from a place of fear so everyone was just like fuck yeah man like if like like you said you have this well for to make this good decision like good for you and matt was happy for him to be making that decision and i know matt was happy that he got to kind of like matt was happy that he got to almost redeem himself in a sense yeah because he lost you know as a client and you know they were still friends and working talking and hanging out and still sp- sponsored by raw and everything mm-hmm. But the, the fact that they were able to come together and do something great and bring one of his best packages together, yeah. I know Matt was super grateful for that opportunity and honored he got to do that. So they were both happy about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the other thing that bodybuilding takes away from is that it doesn't make it impossible, but it makes it more difficult to have a family, mm-hmm. right? And is that also something that, you know, at that age, 32 years old, wanting to be able to do that as well, has has was that also kind of in it because again these are things that i would definitely love to ask ian but i know that you being so close to him i would love to be able to get your take on it too was yeah it, is, i mean you know, your sister and being that also he's married true, to your yeah. sister i mean you know? a lot of these questions are, would have to be for him i yeah i know me and him have always spoken about wanting to be fathers and i know like we have our family is very important to us so yeah. i'm i'm sure all of this stuff that comes into it but you know, you'd have to ask him to really figure out. Yeah, what, we definitely what got Ian. If you're listening to this, or if anybody tag <laughs> in on this, I'd love to have him on the podcast. Um, I think uh, we got to bring him down here to check out this, your area of Texas too. Oh yeah, we got to bring you out to <clears throat> Dallas, shoot some guns, um, eat some barbecue, and lift some weights. I'm sure he's not going to stop training. No, he will not. We got to try out the new gym. Yeah, probably <laughs> going to start training like a a giant track athlete. Slash Was he doing track before? Oh, he was extremely athletic. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he was fast as fuck. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, again, congratulations to you, Ian, uh, for announcing the retirement, being able to do it on your terms, buddy. So many people don't get to do that. So just want to give you some love and and respect on that. Mm -hmm. Now, a little bit of an update right now. Uh, We are just over eight weeks out, and we are now focused on being able to, because many, many people are hitting us up on, you know, the Q&A and asking kind of where we're at with things. And there was a little bit of discussion of your post, right? Your post is a little cryptic yeah. because you do go into the, you know, the philosophy and the, and the philosophical the, captions. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, part, honestly, good tie in with that last conversation mm-hmm. is part of that post was inspired by my conversation with Ian uh-huh. of because I always talk about having no quit and then the end of the post was like there's a point where having a quit is a difficult and courageous decision because your heart's not in it and okay. you need to move on to something new and in life we always need to evolve if we keep staying in the same spot forever we're not gonna we're gonna be the same person forever we need to evolve and grow and try new things and sometimes you need to kill a past self quit something and to grow and that was kind of what I was speaking about because he was speaking to me about it and everyone assumed like oh Chris is retired he's gonna be done he's gonna be done but it was more so just me being inspired by Ian's choice to do it on his own terms and me being like fuck I hope when that time comes for me that I'm ready and I'm gonna be like 
I'm going to be out on top too. And I finish it with a little little jab of like that time is not yet because right. it's not yet. But aside from that, it was just, you know, I was joking to you about that Sisyphus comment. It's like mm-hmm. a Greek mythological person who like the god Hades punished him to he escaped death a bunch of times. A lot of this relates to how I feel about a lot of things I've been through. Right. And he's been punished to push a boulder up a mountain. And every time he gets close to the top of the mountain, the boulder falls back down. And he has to go back down and push it back up. And it's that for eternity. You know, and that's sometimes how I've felt. And you've known a lot of these backstories that a lot of people don't know. Is I get close to the top of the mountain and that boulder comes flying back down. Right. Sometimes I win and it comes back down. Sometimes I'm just starting and that boulder goes back down. And I mean, that's just success sometimes. It's a fucking bunch of times going up and down the same mountain and grinding through it. And we had a big little fall at the beginning of this prep. Yeah. And it was just kind of a stressful time. And one day I'll get into the specifics, but it was a lot of it was mentally stressing on me, some physical shit, some personal shit, just all tying in. Right. And at the beginning of prep, you just want everything to go smooth. I had a good off season and everything was going good until it wasn't. So it was just one of those mental battles where it's like I look at life kind of like a video game too. You know, I got one, two, three, four levels of Olympias, and now to get the fifth one, there's going to be another boss on the way there. You know, there's going to be another challenge I'm going to have to overcome because i got to earn that fifth title. It's, success comes with a lot of challenges and a lot of effort and a lot of trials, and it's just part of my trial to get through it. So Yeah, there's levels to this game. Yeah, but, I mean, we're getting through. We got, I, we're through that. We're through the weeds, and now we're back to work. So it yeah. feels good to be, the last few days, especially being down here, I was able to, my body was able to rest and recover and had some good training sessions, so I feel like I'm coming back to life and ready to rock and roll now at eight weeks out. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you because, like you said, being able to rest, recover, reset mm-hmm. and i think we've been able to do that this week um let's get into the q a and yeah. let's move from there so so guys these are q a's that have come across from uh the instagram post that we made earlier today so chris here's a question from victor victor Files. um who would you like to collab with in the future oh man i have no idea Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Dude, Kim Kardashian. I figured I'd just pick someone I want to meet. I don't know. Why would you want... Are you serious? You would want to meet her? Sure, why Out not? of all the people. Who, I got great people in my life. I don't really care about celebrities and stuff like that. You know, I care about real people, and I got good people in my life. I feel like okay, let's talk. Let's funny. talk a little bit about that because that came from left field. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> that was, a, that was a joke. I know it was a little bit of a I, joke. I, I, but I you said her, it. Her notoriety is hilariously... What would you ask her? Fuck, I have no idea. I'd be, I'm actually curious how she handles that amount of fame. She's got to be one of the most famous people in the world, you know? Yeah. Like, does she enjoy it? Like, she, it's got to be pretty, like, sometimes I get stressed out going in public. I can't imagine that's a billion times more than anything I could imagine. Right. But also, it was kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so actually- if it's collab in terms of, like, content, I feel like it would be cool to do something with Joe Rogan. Rogan. He's someone who's just, like, the cool dude. He seems super easy, like a straight shooter, no bullshit, you know? Obviously, a huge podcast would be cool just to chat with him, understand his mind. He's smart as fuck, but. No, I definitely think Rogan would be cool because Rogan, not only, like you said, he's not only is he smart, but he uses when you're watching his podcast, he has some like different perspectives. Sometimes things that you assume is going to come over out out of his mouth, they come out of his mouth and then other things that you might not have thought of. And you go, oh, wow, that's interesting. That's actually a great point. And I think that's, you know, because of all the different people that he gets to be able to do interviews with, he gets to absorb a lot of that information yeah. at a very high level. Now, yeah. How about you? Well, me? Yeah. Oh, man. I definitely am a big fan of Rogan. A big, big fan of Rogan. 
um, podcast would be cool. Uh, workout. I'd love to do a workout with Rogan. Yeah. You know, put him through a FSC seven <laughs> workout. We got to do a you know get get him together. Yeah. Do you a training be twins. <laughs> <laughs> because there has been people in the past that said that I look like him, but it was because I had a mask on and we're not far in terms of height and we're both bald. But that's about it. But uh, I, I don't I don't see it. But some people said yeah. in the past. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I think that uh, that was that was good. That was solid. I didn't expect the uh, Kim Kardashian reference, but it's, I don't know. I'll throw you out of left field sometimes. That, you know? Yeah, you definitely do. Uh, have you ever uh, thought about working out with an MMA fighter? No. Have I ever thought about it? Yeah, like have you ever thought about doing jujitsu or have you ever thought oh, about like doing... fighting an MMA player yeah. or working out with one? Well, either one. I'll let you expand on it. Like either no. working out or just doing MMA. Anybody who knows me, anyone who knows Chris, knows I will injure myself walking off a curb. So if I try and <laughs> fight someone, for that. I'm gonna fucking break everything in my body. So no, I don't Did think you ever do that? that? Did you ever do martial arts when you were growing up? I wrestled a little bit in when I was like 12, 13 for uh -huh. two years, but I got it? into I was playing like so many sports at the time I had cut stuff out and I didn't love it. I'm not a very violent person at all either, so I'm not really Yeah, you're pretty chill. Yeah. You're pretty, I thought you need to be like aggressive violent for that. It's very technical and like skill based. But I usually you start by just fucking fighting people and I never had the drive to do that. Have you ever gotten in a fight? Uh yeah, one. Really? How old were you? Uh eighteen or nineteen. So you're in high school or you graduated? First year of college. First year of college. Yeah. At a party? At a bar. And you were drunk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what happened. I mean, I was defending someone, to be fair. But someone, I was in a club. It was two levels, and someone came upstairs. And there was, like, in drinking ages, low, lower in Canada. So it's it like 19, like, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so someone came up and, like, yo, someone's trying to fight me, Chris. And I was, like, a 240-pound guy first year college. So they came to get me. Mm -hmm. And they come downstairs, and some guy's still, like, yapping, blah, blah, blah. And there's a girl there, like, behind him screaming at us and shit. And I like step in front and he was like pushing my friend. So I step in front of him like, yo, back off. And then he just swings a punch at me out of nowhere. And I, he was shorter than me. So I like pushed him back like this, grabbed his shirt, pulled him and then just clocked him once. And he just like dropped and I hit him one more time and he just hit the ground and that was it. Wow. <laughs> so he didn't get, he didn't get a punch in on you or? No, he didn't even touch me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it was he knocked out? I don't know. I left. Oh, okay. I literally, my friend pulled, grabbed me, pulled me, and we ran out of the club and just fucking. Did you ever hear yeah. about from that guy or anybody that knew that guy? No, no. Idea. Wow. And yeah. when this was in Halifax? Yeah. So if you're in Halifax and you get your ass beat by that one guy, it. You're like 10 <laughs> years old, ago. 10 year, around 10 years yeah. ago. And you're at the club. Definitely chime in. Put a comment below. Knows. He's like, yo, Seabum kicked my ass one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Got your ass beat by Seabum. The yeah. only guy you've ever gotten into it with. Yeah, the only time I even. Came close to. I never really got into altercation. Yeah, you're just like you're a very subdued person. You're very chill. Yeah, I so. de I that hap that situation happened a lot. I just normally de-escalated the the fight or argument instead of fighting. But this guy just swung a punch at me, so I just so you didn't even have a chance to do that. Yeah, and then you just lit him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, got your ass beat by C bomb. Okay, that's a good one. All right, let's see here. Let's see. We have so, dude. We have so many questions. Uh, here we go. Suggestions to improve <laughs> the front of your shoulders. We just got done doing a shoulder workout, so this kind of there you go. This well, one, yeah. Tell them what we were doing for that. Yeah, so guys, watch the workout. <laughs> we went through it. It's it's great. You guys are gonna have a link at some point to the workout. We did shoulders, 
we did a couple of different body parts because he's been here for a couple of days. But um, we really focused on doing front raises with different machines, both the Panada equipment, but also we used the uh, spider curl bench. Um, the cool thing is uh, Panada makes a, a spider bench that we did front raises with, and we used palms uh, facing down as well as thumbs facing up. And that was really, really good, really powerful in terms of like being able to control the weight. Chris did a great job today. I think he's feeling like really good and rested and he's getting stronger as he's getting closer to the show. So, so far it's been really good. And I feel that uh, that really makes a difference on that uh, anterior delta front delt. And that's gonna give you that separation between your chest and your deltoid, whether you're doing your front relaxed or you're hitting your most muscular. But uh, how did you feel on that shoulder workout we did? Yeah, no, I mean, I've always liked those, like, lying on a bench, leaning forward to get a tighter contraction on the front raises, mm -hmm. but also just slight incline, like, shoulder presses, the classic shoulder press, just blast the anterior delt with a lot of weight. To me, nothing beats, like, a dumbbell shoulder press. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that um, the great thing about it is we did a couple different versions of the shoulder press. Mm -hmm. We did the basic version with your palms facing forward, and then we also did it with a neutral grip with the palms facing each other. Uh, okay, next question. If not bodybuilding, what else would you have done? I always get asked this question. I really have no idea. I joke I say I would have been a biology and a gym teacher in high school just because I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I was going to school technically thinking I was going to become a physiotherapist because uh -huh. I was in health, health sciences, but I don't think, I don't know if I would have had the attention span to do seven years of school for that. So I don't really know. It's, it's tough. But I, I liked the concept of educating younger kids. So I thought about like high school because I also had high school teachers who like helped me. And I think you can have a lot of impact on like a kid going into like the real world, you know, right before they do. So thought about that. Yeah, I think you definitely make a great mentor and teachers are great mentors. Mm -hmm. But do you think let me ask you this. Do you feel that um, do you ever talk to your old teachers? Some of them message me on Instagram. They actually do you remember like like some of them asked me to come back to my school and do like some presentations for the grads. Have you done it? I haven't. No, you should. I was in. I think I was in Italy with Courtney this year when during the high school graduation, but they asked me to come out and do that. So maybe one year I'll do that. That would be cool. I would definitely do it. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. All right, let's see here. When will Seabum show us his private gym? We can't wait anymore. <laughs> I just put up a YouTube video there. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So for those that don't know, Chris put together a private gym. I think you want to explain why? <sighs> I like solitude. I hate people. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true. No. I just, <laughs> I do like to be alone though. And you know, like Revive Gym where I normally train with picking up. It's getting pretty busy. People were traveling there. It was also 50 minutes from where I work every day. Yeah. So driving an hour there after work was like really tiring. And it's sometimes I'd go there and everyone for work would be there. People would be there and they would just talk to me a lot. And I just needed to focus. And I like being alone sometimes. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to build my own gym. Mm -hmm. And it's not quite, it's not nearly as big as yours with much equipment. But it's perfect. It's like 4,000 square feet. Got a good amount of pieces, a few items for every body part. Mm -hmm. And I just love the solitude in there. And I can bring a training partner if I want to train with someone. And it's just having the control over the environment. Makes a big awesome. difference. Yeah. yeah. And Especially with the following you have now. Because <laughs> as you... One of the things that stood out to me was the fact that when I came out and saw you, I don't know, like four weeks ago, and I was just there for a couple of days, people were there for like five hours waiting for you. And I'm just like, oof, yeah. this is going to be tough, yeah. right? And you always are very, you know, accommodating. You take pictures with everybody. You sign autographs. 
but one of the things that it does get in the way, mm-hmm. especially when, and then you don't want to be the jerk. Yeah. And it's hard too. Cause like everybody has bad days. Like in the last few weeks when I was going through all this shit, I was like, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I wanted to go to the gym. I wanted to just do what I could. And I wanted to put my head down and just work. I didn't want to like put a smile on and shake mm-hmm. hands and take pictures. And that could just, you know, you have a bad day and you just want to not talk to anyone, mm-hmm. but I still kind of have to put on perform and do all that stuff. And sometimes I just want to be alone. So having the opportunity to do that now is super nice. And no one doesn't, I feel like anyone who loves the gym doesn't dream of having their own gym one day. Right. Just the idea of having control, getting to pick your own equipment, play your own music, open up a bay door, have the fans going and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's just a fun environment. So super grateful to have that opportunity there. Yeah, me too. Me too. And with the gym I was able to do here and build here is great because I can, it's just about a hundred feet away from my office. Yeah. So I can just walk in the same building go over, take care of that, and being able to have the podcast studio in the same building, being able to have my lab in a building in the same building, and then we have a distribution center in the same building. It makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to working out, because then I don't have to turn around and be able to have to go somewhere else, fight traffic, drive there, figure out parking, whatever it is, yeah. and then try to not, you know, you again, people then when they see you at the gym, they want to ask you, hey, what's the Olympia prep like? Without the, how are these guys doing? What's going yeah. on? And you want to sit there and talk, but at the same time, you're very limited on time. Yeah. So it does. All your athletes you bring in are quite notorious. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of people want to talk to you, want to talk to them. That's hard to do what you work, you know? Yeah, for sure. Especially, like you said, when I'm with athletes. Yeah. It's a whole different level. But, um, but yeah, congrats on the new gym. That's awesome. Sure. You yeah. too. Yeah. Congratulations to you. It's literally the same week. We, we yeah. had it going the same week. All right. And um, we have that answered. What's your favorite leg exercise besides squats? Hack squats. Is well, that this it? year? Honestly, it's been leg press. Really? Yeah. Now, I mean, are we talking about vertical leg press, forty-five degree leg press? Forty-five degree. Forty-five degree. Yeah. I just I found that I can do these like the lot wider stance, get mm-hmm. a little more adductor in there. Yep. And just like my whole quad, I can just activate. I can get a lot of range of motion on there mm-hmm. if I have pretty flexible hips. So I've been really liking the leg press this year. Awesome. Yeah, and we're gonna be able to use one here that's got the you know you can unlock option so you can go uh, single leg oh single double leg yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's gonna be kind of cool um let's see next exercise or actually next question oh it's actually for hottie um it's or actually it's for me about hottie it says uh hottie k miad um p shit so meaning that when's he coming in a lot of people are keep asking about hottie we have hottie here he's our guest tonight boom 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 we got mr hottie chopin mr olympia open class um and uh, there's going to be more updates coming up on Hadi. There's a lot of things uh, that are happening. I'm going to be traveling and being able to hopefully hook up with him very soon. Um, obviously, um, we're in contact daily, him and I. But um, I know that one of the questions, uh, follow-up questions was, what is your relationship with Hadi? I know that you guys got a chance to train together before, and they said, you know, people were asking multitude of questions regarding your dynamic with Hadi because of the fact they saw all the videos of you guys training together at four weeks out last year. Mm-hmm. So um, did you enjoy it? Was it different? Um, you know, I know you've trained with a lot of people, but, and you're so strong. I mean, you keep up with a lot of open guys, but how did you feel? How was it with you and Hadi? Yeah. I mean, I, I love Hadi. I care a lot more about training with someone given who they are and like, their character rather than just their f- status or physical ability. Mm-hmm. And even before I met Hadi through you backstage, we don't speak the same language. 
or uh, we haven't. We, uh, so actually, like, we're teaching Sebum Farsi. So I'm gonna try. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gonna try Farsi this year. We're gonna be I don't teaching know about him. that. Salon. I couldn't even say it, what was that soup? Yeah. Oh, re me. What? Re me. I thought it was yeah. No, re yeah me me re me. Yeah, nah. No, <laughs> I can't do it. You can see. Can you say? Um, I don't know. You can say kubide. Uh, kubide. That's the best kebab, bro. There That's the go. ground beef one with the chopped up onions in it. Beautiful. Yep. It's all about the kubida life. Kubida pump. Kubida pump. Yeah, because the kubida pump is the is the is the kebab pump. That gets you super swole. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I can fit kebab. So. Oh yes. Big peak. <laughs> That's Coming right. Soon. Coming soon, mega fit kebabs. Stay tuned. But yeah, no, I mean, I had met Hadi before at the Olympian. He just was super kind. And yep. He just, in whatever words he could, he was like, you're very good. Like, shake my hand and smiled at me. And he, everyone loves him. He's a good guy. And then when I came down, he was staying at you, with you, I was staying with you. We were able to interact a little bit. Again, we can't speak the same language, but right. he can get a lot of words across through his joking interactions and He's just a good guy. You know, you can tell he's got a good heart and he's a good guy and he trains really hard and he's strong as fuck. So it was fun training with him. We had a good little dynamic there and he found a way to just continuously make fun of me without saying that, anything. That was English. the best part. It was pretty because funny. Because you love to dish it out, <laughs> but you can also take it too. Yeah, of course. But it's, most people don't like to dish it out to you. Yeah. I can notice that. You know, Calvin <laughs> is probably depends. the only one. People in my circle do. Yes. But yes. I'm talking about in general, like yeah. it's hard for you to be you know really really close to anybody and joke with them to at that level yeah especially somebody you just met and he just he went in on fuck. you dude yeah. <laughs> he had no fucks exactly. again That's he just I went in it. on you yeah. he went in on you yeah. and 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 you're and you guys have something in common you both are deaf <laughs> yeah him a little more than me yeah but i'm getting there i'll have him here again soon what huh what you yeah know? yes yeah no but no i love hottie he's a great dude and trains hard and hell of an olympia champ so it was fun yeah. and hopefully if he's back down with you and I come down again, we'll get some more of that. Yeah, I would love to get you and Derek. Yeah. Yeah, get Derek out here too. Um, Derek's going to be here next week, and it's going to be a good time uh, before I see Hottie. My uh, my thing is, have you got a chance to train with Derek? Yeah, in Pittsburgh. That's right. How was that? It was good, really good. Yeah. yeah. We were both like not really like pushing. We were kind of like in our like recovery phase. Yeah. So we were at a good pace, but we weren't killing each other, but it was good. You know, Derek's... Eric's the same. You know, I met him a bunch of times before really knowing him. He's always been a really good guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful. I've had some good conversations about him, about his mindset. And he's very, like, very grateful human, yes. which I really respect. He gives it back to God. Exactly. He really It's does. really nice being around someone who can just show, who doesn't even try, just has his gratitude coming out of them. It's just a positive mindset. It's, it's nice energy to be around. So I really like him. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good guy, and and they're totally different personalities. Like yes. Hottie is much more of a joker and and everything else. And I think because of his uh, hearing issue, he is just more animated, mm-hmm. and and he does kind of crazy wacky stuff sometimes. Yeah. And with um, Derek, you know, he's a funny guy, but he's not as animated. But we can, you know, he's got a different personality. But they're both great people, and. Uh, this time, I'm really hoping that we can be able to all be able to train together, yeah. getting ready for the show at some point, you know, maybe four or five weeks out, for get sure. everybody together, get the whole band together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And as we'll be cooking a lot of fish. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be a lot of fish. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and and Reime. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even try it. No, you didn't let me. No. Well, yeah, I got to see how she made it. Because <laughs> sometimes you can put a lot of oil in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a stew, guys. It's like a lentil stew 
Um, it's one of those that you can put on top of the tadik, which is the burnt rice. Jay would always say, burnt rice, guess the burnt rice, bro. And we go to the Persian restaurant yeah. and then they'll put horma sabzi or they'll put chema on top, which is one is a lentil stew and the other one is like a, a, a vegetable kind of stew. Mm-hmm. And um, it's got a bunch of herbs in there. They're both really, really good. But ugh, man, I'm getting hungry just thinking about that. Okay, so let's go. Next question here. Uh, let's see. In your opinion, what are the best exercises to grow chest? Incline dumbbell press, incline flies. You know, I got to agree. I love incline. Yeah. I love it's how my body's made. I got really long arms, but mm-hmm. incline, I feel like I get the best contraction. It protects my shoulders the most. It doesn't hurt my shoulders and really gets that kind of upper pec. That kind of What's the heaviest off. dumbbells you use on an incline dumbbell fly ever? I mean, I'm not a fly. I'm sorry. Press. Either 170 or 175. Wow, when was that? Um, 2020, I think. COVID 170. Year. Oof. How many reps? Like six. Six. I think. <sighs> yeah. I had something like that. I'm pretty sure Ian picked up the 200s and did 10 right after. Oh, wow. So yeah, Ian's just a beast. diminished me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ian's a beast. <clears throat> okay. Great question. Let's see. Jay Z. That's Jay-Z. We were talking about Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Jay-Z on here. What's the best and worst part about coaching and training, Chris? Oh, I guess that one's for me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> this one's for me. Uh-oh, What's the best go. and worst part? <laughs> oh, boy. Then we're going to have to do a whole series on this one. <laughs> Literally. You could write a book at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think the best part about it is Chris is such a good guy. I think that he's got he's very kind-hearted, and he's got a great demeanor, great nature. Um, and he's a nurturer. And uh, but at the same time, because I think of your upbringing, you're also a person who doesn't like to be a crutch to anybody around you. Like when I mean by that is I can tell by even the people that work for you or people work around you, you'll help them get there. But you're not going to sit there and be that person that's just going to be like, here's training wheels. And so you got that that sense. And it's almost like a fatherly thing that you have. So I I think that that's going to be something in your future that you're going to be really good at. But I think also it's always tough when you have somebody who's had so much success. Mm-hmm. And when you have so much success and you have somebody who has that, then you're always just balancing out what are the things that they've learned about their body and versus what I know as a coach. And so some of the, most of those things, 80% of the time, align. But every 10 to 20% of the time, they're not going to be – on there, like again, I'm I scared. I get scared to death when you train heavy. <laughs> like when you're just saying 170s, I was yeah. thinking, oh shit. Stop doing that though. Okay, okay. But those are those are the things about Chris that you know. Again, going crazy, heavy, and again, he may not even think some of those things are that heavy. But I'm always worried because I always go, okay, man, you just want to make sure you have longevity. Yeah. So those are the things is coaching Chris because of the fact that he is very very strong. I mean. Again, you were doing dumbbell inclines at one, with 150s, and it was not even an issue mm-hmm. when I saw you put them, you know, put them together. And there's are, there's some guys that can do that, but not a lot of guys that have long arms that can do that. Yeah. And uh, like you said, at 170, 175, that's even more impressive. Mm-hmm. So it's always a little bit scary. Yeah. But situations like that, I think, are the ones that make it tough a little bit because I kind of cringe and I go, "Please do not get hurt." <laughs> so yeah, that's the. Uh, that's that answer. You laid that out very gently. Yeah. Well, like would I you, said. W- you can answer this honestly. Okay. Would you consider me, because I remember someone telling you this before you started working with me. Would yeah. you consider me a stress case? Or would you say given 
the shit that gets thrown at me, I handle it? Or the fact that I get so much shit thrown at me, it's just stressful in general? Or how would you like answer that? Because I remember someone telling you, don't work with Chrissy, that stress case. Yeah, I think that... And don't worry about my feelings, because I know. <laughs> I think that what I've realized about you is there's layers to you. And what you do is you internalize. Mm -hmm. So there's a process of being able to go through peeling off the layers to be able to get to it because I feel like you have that stoicism to a degree and that you want to be able to kind of go into your introverted state, which you feel very comfortable. It's the yeah. turtle shell, right? And what happens is you tend to want to handle it yourself because you don't want to have to rely on anybody. And then I have to turn around and kind of peel back the layers a bit to be able to expose it, let it out so that we don't end up staying in a rut or you not specifically get mm -hmm. stay in a rut emotionally on something that might have had happened. Uh, and it could be, have anything to do with, you know, life it could be yeah. training related. It could be something that's, you know, whatever else related, personal related. And I feel like that is kind of you. So it's not that you're stressed and you outwardly project. You're not that type of person. I think you actually internalize and then trying to peel back the layers to be able to let go of the negative energy and to be able to take you to the next level so that you don't get hung up on that. So it's different than a lot of others. Yeah. Most bodybuilders are very, they're extroverted. And so they just project. And so, and you don't. So it's just a different version, but it's, it's still something you need to work on. Everybody does like in terms of like everybody needs to be able to kind of get rid of that weight mm -hmm. but it's just you do it differently because you kind of like, like the silent i'm gonna you know be the one that's gonna you know bear the burden and i feel like um you do that for a lot of people around you i've actually realized mm -hmm. so you know whether it's family whether it's your you know work all of those things and you just kind of like i'm gonna i'm gonna you know carry that burden and i feel like a lots of times person like you needs to be able to kind of release those things if you want to like elevate and get to that next level, especially in bodybuilding, because you have so much that you have to take care of on your own. Every three hours, you got to eat, you got to train, you got to be, you know, lower stress so you can sleep. So I think those are the things <laughs> yeah. that we, that I've learned about you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did they answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? You think that's a, uh, you know, like a honest assessment? Is it? Yeah, you think it's definitely. accurate? No, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see here. Favorite way to release stress after a competition. Oh, wow. There you go. That was a good one. That was a good segue <laughs> to that. What's your favorite way to release stress after a competition? I guess just separate from bodybuilding. You know me. I like almost stop training or mm -hmm. at least train differently a lot lighter. And just like I won't even I, I don't I've never watched a bodybuilding recap on like the like, Nick Strength and Power, whatever. Rx. Nick Power Guy. That's Nick his Power name. Guy. All yeah, those. I've never watched the recaps because I'm just like, I'm done. Fuck it. You know, I'm right. not going to. What happened, happened. And I mean, it's all been good lately, but I don't want right. to get caught up in that. Sure. So I just enjoy it with my family. And I think mm -hmm. spending time with my family, not talking about bodybuilding, competing all the time, just separating from it, really helps me reset my mind. And I mean, a physical thing I love to do that you don't love that nothing stresses you out. I know where you're going with this. Snowboarding. Go to do the mountain and snow. Every year in January, we go to, we go to I mean, February, we go to Swiss Alps. Uh -huh. Don't come find me there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we go, I love going snowboarding. I feel like that's what I grew up doing, being in the mountains and the cold and stuff really yeah. kind of separates me from reality and resets my mind a bit. So 
love doing that. So going on vacay with a family. Um, so it's usually family or friends or a combination yeah. thereof. Yeah. And then, uh, and also you like to eat. You're, you're a foodie. I do. Yeah. Yes. But it's got to be healthy snacks. Yes. He will, he ODs on the healthy snacks, but it's good. It's like, uh, what's your favorite food after you, uh, compete? Probably something Courtney bakes. She makes these cookies that are like crispy, but big and completely natural. They've got some honey in it, but there's naturally everything sweetened. And they're just amazing. She makes a great banana bread too. You got it last I year. I asked. It was really good. And it was gluten free. She well, at least the one she made for me. Yeah, yeah. No, she always makes it gluten free, and she's usually sugar free. That one, other than the banana. Right. But, um, no, it's probably her baked goods. I love baked goods. Yeah, yeah. And I, you, you would eat like what a regular clean meal, and then just have that over after it, right? Well, what I do that's not. That's, I'm very macro. I'll have like chicken breast and sugar free ketchup. And then I'll have like five slices of banana bread right. for my carbs. Right. So I just cut out all potato, all oatmeal, all rice. And, and those are your carb source. Eat like cereal and fucking treats and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite cereal? Oh, man. Right now, it's Three Wishes. Love that company. They're just, they're local. What about growing too. up? But growing up, uh, we were talking about this. Uh, what was it called? Cookie Crisp? Oh, Cookie cookies. Crisp. Yeah, yeah, they look like little chocolate chip yeah, cookies. Those are Reese Puffs. Okay. Yeah, top two. Yeah. How about you? Mine, you know, I used to love all of those, especially the little cookie crisp when I was younger. But as I got a little bit older, and Phil will attest to this, I would get honey nut. Honey nut Cheerios? No. Oh, it was. Um, honey nut Cheerios are great. No, too. It's, it's the honey nut. Pull, pull, it, pull it up, guys. It's the. Oh, you got a Tiki Honey Bunch of the Votes? No. What was the other one called? It was. It was like a golden grams. It was all. It had almonds in it. It had slivers of almonds. Special K. No, it had s s slivers of almonds in it. I can't remember. But it's a, a raisin nut brand. That's raisin brand? No. Oh, it's called raisin nut brand. Look it up, guys. What Put it up the on the screen. So we got raisin nut brand. Are you sure it's not honey bunch of the No, ones? it's called raisin nut brand. This stuff, that's it. Okay, that's raisin it. Raisin nut brand. So it's like raisin brand. So you go ahead and click on that box right there on the left, the front facing. Do they have raisins right in it? Yes. So it's like raisin bran, but it's got slivers of almonds. And then the raisins are like dusted in almond dust. Like it's broken down little almonds. Those almonds are covered in there and they're chewy and they're delicious. Yeah, that sounds good. My it, mouth is salivating. Right dude, now. it is so good. And then I left the box because I was staying with <laughs> Phil uh, when we were getting ready for the Olympia. And I would go to, you know, 12 weeks out, I'd go to Denver and be there for a couple of days with them for three or four days, five days. And he, I'd go to the grocery store and I'd get this and I would <laughs> leave some leftover there. And he's like, hey, man, don't leave that cereal. Throw that shit out when you <laughs> yeah, leave. Yeah, leave that shit out. And it was like, it was like, he was like, man, that, and then his, uh, his ex at the time would get cereal and then she, he would say like, Man, that's a, that's a rich man cereal because that stuff was like eight dollars. Really? <laughs> yeah, I like try this now. yeah, it's I really love raisin good. Brands, oh, you so. do? Yeah. Oh, you're, I'm telling you, man, you got to try this raisin nut brand. You definitely don't have yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. For those of you that are listening, ten percent off. Swipe up. Um, yeah, raisin nut brand. Use code H dub. <laughs> H dub. <laughs> code H dub. But yeah, you see that there it is on the right. You got raisins covered in like this all you know this almond stuff. Then you have the flake itself. Then you have the slivers of almond. Oh man. So good. Oh, I'm, I'm making me hungry. All right. So, 
telepathy. Where is court? <laughs> That's she just took the car back to <laughs> yeah. your house. So oh, said, we're actually going to get food. Yeah, Courtney is hanging out with Farron is right now. Uh, and Calvin. Yep, and Calvin. And so, um, and she was at the gym with us. So <laughs> where's court? People keep asking me that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think that she's kind of been off the grid with Instagram, and she's yeah, focusing. She just stopped. Someone stops posting on social media and they think it's like the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, actually, it's usually a positive thing. <laughs> well, We're enjoying the real world. Yep, there she is. There's Courtney. There's Courtney. Hey, Court. But yeah, she's she's hanging out. She's enjoying Texas and uh, enjoying barbecue with Calvin and myself. We bring her barbecue and then she gets to hang out with uh, my wife and asking Cameron tons of questions. <laughs> yeah. It's it's always a good time. When Every Courtney's night around. at like... 8.39, Cameron's just like wired, ready to go. We're like, Cameron, you got to go to bed. He's like, no. <laughs> he's like, it's a talk show at that yeah. point. It's the Cameron live show. Yeah. He just goes there and he asks questions and he he's gives hilarious. like his, his philosophical <laughs> meaning of life. Yeah. It's hilarious. But yeah, Court is here in Dallas with us and um, having a good time. Let's see here. When will Sebum announce the winner of the eight-week transformation challenge? We're going through them right now. Going through so them right probably now. Probably by the time this podcast is up. Okay, so the next couple of days. Yeah, we've been going through them. There's a lot of them, so we're just trying to find the, the best people. Okay, so Jay Williams, good luck. I think you're yeah, in it. We'll see if it's Jay <laughs> see Williams. See if it's Jay Williams because you're asking the question. That's awesome. Um, let's see. How have your methods changed from when you started coaching till now? So I guess this one's for me. Um, how has my methods changed? I think the biggest thing that's changed for me is now I'm able to use a lot more experience. That's the thing is where in the past you try to create like these mental templates, whether it's training, whether it's anything that has to do with diet and uh, whatever the protocols are. And so when you are starting to put things together, you're just like, Hey, let me create something that says that you're supposed to be using heavier weight at this point, And then you're supposed to be doing this kind of diet with this kind of protein to, you know, carb ratio at this point in time. Now, what I do is I really listen to the body more. I'm much more instinctual because when I turn around and focus on someone like Chris, um, there's a lot of things that he can't do in regards to being able to beat up his body. So, uh, and I'm not just talking about super sops or any of that stuff. I'm talking about just in general of just even doing cardio. I mean, biggest thing is that we just, we, we did cardio together the other day and he doesn't like to do caffeine, right? And I love caffeine uh, for fasted cardio but he has to ease into it because heat does really affect him so now i'm much more of a like okay listen try to figure out especially if somebody knows their body and try to take away things and then if i start seeing things aren't working then i'll give my opinion on hey maybe we should make a change or things are, could be a little bit different mm -hmm. and let's see how we can break through a plateau but in the past i was much more like very, very structured in terms of like, this is what we have to do. Then we have to go into the next two, three weeks. It was just much more, uh, I, I guess, the guardrails were very, very drawn heavily. And now I'm much more of like, listen to the body, see, you know, look with my eyes on the, the physique, the changes in the physique, and then make changes and take in consideration all the different aspects of what a person is going through, a client's going through. So in the past, it was just a lot more like trying, you know, absolutes is the word I was looking for. 
it was a lot more in terms of absolutes. Now it's a lot more ebb and flow. You trust your gut a lot more too. Yes. Yeah. Because you you know your experience is gonna. Yes. Because I have a lot more experience. Exactly. So I I tend to do that. Mm -hmm. So again, it's never hundred percent, but that's what's changed now versus in previous years. Yeah. We were funny. I was talking to someone about this about like bodybuilding is so different than anything else because it's so random. And everybody's so, so different. I haven't just spoken to one bodybuilder who can do the same thing because the body just does so much weird shit when you're competing and eating and training like we do and taking all the shit we do. So a lot of the good coaches have no scientific background or education on anything, and they just have, like, bro science and experience, and they're good. And then there's a lot of people with a lot of science, and then they're a little bit too much by the book, and they're still really good. Yeah. And then you kind of have a bit of the both. You have a science background, you're very smart, but you also have all the experience, and you know how to adapt in between the people, and you understand a lot of the mental side that comes into it too. So I think that's what makes you such a great coach. I appreciate that. Yeah. I guess I got a compliment from uh, you. Thank you. It's the last one for the rest of the year. So <laughs> <laughs> hold, write that one down. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to save that one in the archives. Okay. Let's see. Uh, good questions. How have your... Have we got the methods changed. Let's see. Are you guys planning on doing any more seminars, especially in the D.C. or Los Angeles area? I guess this guy's got two homes. Two. <laughs> so DC. D.C., I don't think we're going anywhere near D.C. Is that East Coast? D.C.? Yeah, Washington, D.C. It's up for, yeah, I'm Canadian. Maryland. I'm, I'm just Because yeah. like, you have Washington on the West Coast and the East Yeah, you have Washington State, and you got Washington, D.C. up in Maryland. Right. So, yeah, I don't believe we're going anywhere near D.C. The closest place we went to is when we did the seminar up in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then L.A., I mean. Yeah, we talked about doing one on the West Coast. Yeah. If we did, it would probably be around either Arizona or L.A. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We can definitely do something out on the West Coast. We, when the last time we spoke about it, we talked about LA and possibly I think we talked about Miami, right? Wasn't that one of those? We did, that, yeah, 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 yeah. So we have to. We haven't. Uh, I haven't. We never do anything on the West Coast because I'm such an East Coaster. But we'll definitely have to do something. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, it would be fun. Let us know in the comments what city, especially if you're from California, where you'd like to see it, so we can take a look. Would you like NorCal, SoCal? I think there's money, you know, the fitness industry is very big in SoCal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came from NorCal yeah. and it's okay up there, but it seems like there's much, many more in Southern California. But let me know if you guys are in a city that you'd like for us to do a seminar, hit us up on the YouTube comments and let us know what city you'd like to be able to see us uh, do a seminar out there. Um, let's see, we got a couple more. And how do you control your cravings, Sebum, when you're dieting? You so, just do it. Don't be a pussy. Don't listen to your inner bitch voice. Yeah, as my good friend Andy would say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- there literally is no secret to. It. I think the fact that I care about my health and eat so healthy all uh-huh. year makes me crave less shit. So I just want more food. And I mean, it's just discipline. At the end of the day, bodybuilding is just discipline. It's the more you do it, the more you realize how resilient you are. And if you're feeling hungry, you're like you need fucking a cheat or something. You don't, and you learn that over the years. I've been doing this for 10 years now, and I, you just build discipline, and it's not a question. It's would I rather have a snack or win an Olympia, and that's a pretty easy answer. So how would you do it for somebody who's not doing the Olympia? What would you say? How would you? Well, what would you if you're competing, would you rather win your show or enjoy some food? For what if they're days? not competing? What if they're just trying to compete with themselves, and they're trying would to get to the Would you rather be healthy or be obese? Okay. Everyone's got a goal. Would you rather achieve that goal or have this enjoyment? So I think a lot of times, a lot of I don't think that's enough, bro. I don't think that's enough. I think most people 
would rather go through the drive-through than to turn around and make changes necessary. Yeah, most people only make changes when they have to. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But and like, I, I think that's how you got you have to think of it. Like you yeah. have to, you have to think of it like it's for your kids, it's for your significant other, it's for your mom, it's for your dad. Whatever triggers you enough to be able to stick to it. For sure. Because you can't sit there and just... Yeah, I mean, if, if you just lack the discipline, then you have to go back and figure out where those that lack is coming from. If it's from some pain, some like if it's coming from anxiety or stress or insecurities or something, so you result to your comfort, which is food and eating unhealthy or something, mm -hmm. then you need to kind of go back and fix that mental shit and understand why you're doing this. Because if you know it's not healthy for you and you know you want a goal, but you're not doing anything to achieve that goal... There's usually some kind of mental barrier in the middle there. And I mean, most things, if you're falling into a craving and you're falling into whatever, whatever, like eating shit, usually it's a lot of people who don't have the self-awareness to understand how fleeting thoughts are. Like negative emotions come and go and come up and down. Like a human being is a process, not a thing. You know, you're very much like highs and lows and you're going up and down. And most people are like, when I'm high, this is everything. When I'm low, I'm negative. I'm depressed. And it's like, no, you're just this part of your process right now. And you're going to come back out of it. You're going to crave something for a little bit and then it's going to go away. But if you don't have the self-awareness to understand that, it's going to be a lot harder to know. Like even when you're in prep and you're going through a shit time, you're like, this is just part of my process right now. I'm going to go through hell for a few weeks right now. But I'm going to have a good week after that and then a shitty one. And I'm just going to go up and down and I just got to ride it out and do the best I can. No, I think that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, last question. Who inspires you? Who inspires me? Yep, that was the last question. It's oh, a good question. There's a lot of people. I would say first person who inspired me was my father. Mm -hmm. He's a, you know, feel no secret, I want to be a father myself. And mm -hmm. my dad, he wasn't perfect. He was far from it. He, he was internalized a lot of his emotions too, but he... It was very, he was a stable unit of the family. He kept us together very well. He was always like a supportive rock. Then I really respected that. I want to have that side of him. There's my mom who was more emotional, but she was more motherly and nurturing. And I want to be able to combine those two. Mm -hmm. You know, there's Courtney who is very understanding of her emotions and she has high highs and low lows and she feels the whole experience. And I'm a little bit more, it's struggle sometimes to feel a high or a low. And I try and learn from that you know Ian was a huge inspiration to my bodybuilding career he got me into the gym taught yeah. me to train heavy and hard and how to diet and all that shit and the reason he I'm you're stressed out about my training is a lot because I was chasing after Ian forever trying to be as strong as him right you know there's a lot from yourself that I admire whereas sometimes we've had some conversations whether it be pre-Olympia or before that New Jersey seminar where I'm like you know like my mindset somewhere and you're telling me like about like the gratitude and where to put my mind and how to s pull out of that stress and focus on what I can control and all these things. And I think a lot of my inspiration comes from people I know because I know they're real people. Like I know you're living your life. You're a good father, a good man, a good coach. I know my dad's a good man, good father. Ian, these people I know are good people. They're not some like person on social media who could be putting on a front. I have right. a trouble trusting a lot of those people. So I usually focus on being inspired by the good people around me, and I'm lucky enough to have so many people around me. Even in the business world, I have Dom, who's like a huge inspiration of business. Because like I, we go to meetings, and I will like pitch something to someone, and I'm like, "How the fuck did you just pull that out of your ass? Like, how do you know what to say?" So I'm very grateful to have good people close to me, and a lot of them inspire me to be better in many different aspects. No, those are great words, man. It's a lot the gratitude and 
the ability to really be around those types of people that you admire and look up to instead of somebody that's on social media or somebody in Hollywood that somebody just mm -hmm. really doesn't know who they really are has a lot to do with your personality and, and your persona and, and just the overall sense of your being a genuine individual. That's why I think you have so many followers and so many people that, that connect with you so well. Uh, guys, again, thank you guys for following us. Um, again, and I know this is tough because not a lot of people like to do these kinds of uh, impromptu Q&A slash podcasts, but uh, I appreciate your time, brother. I love Q&As. They're a lot easier than having to think of something to say. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for all uh, chiming in and adding in to uh, the, your questions and the stories, and we're going to you know keep it going on YouTube. Um, you just had a big merch drop. So congratulations. I think you already sold out on most of your shit. Yeah, I think it's already all gone. <laughs> it's all gone already. Yeah. I think it was like less than a day. And um, now it's time for us to go um, uh, shoot some guns. We're going to go blow some shit up. Yep, yep. That's what he's been wanting to do. So Mark. we're going to go. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's go do this. Let's do it. Yeah, and I'm going to have so also have to teach Chris on how to drive a stick shift. Yeah. I'm learning slowly. <laughs> on a slowly. GT3. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so that you can go and get a GT3. A hell of a, hell of a car to learn on. <laughs> Normally, I had a Corolla. I should probably be relearning on the Corolla, but it's been about 15 years, so a little rough. Yeah, I think you're going to be fine. But, uh, guys, thank you guys so much. Hani Rambod, Chris Bumstead, and that's the truth. <laughs>